ان الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه اللهم لك الحمد اولا واخرا ظاهرا وباطنا سبحانك لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله وأعلم أن خير الدنيا والآخرة في تقوى الله وطاعته وأن شر الدنيا والآخرة في معصية الله ومخالفته وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها وأن الله يبعث من في القبور All praise belongs to Allah سبحانه وتعالى Our sustainer the one who gives us our provision, the most merciful, the most forgiving, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we testify that there is nothing worthy of worship, that there is only one true creator of the heavens and the earth, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The beginning, the first and the last, the one without beginning and the one without end, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger who came with the book and clear guidance and left us on the straight, clear path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves harm and destruction. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protection from that. Ameen ya arhamar rahimeen. My beloved community, brothers and sisters and elders, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and know that the best thing that we can increase in, the best thing that we can seek more of, is the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mindfulness of Allah jalla jalalu, and that is the means by which we live successfully in this life and we transition successfully and safely and with honor and dignity and nobility into the next life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of taqwa. Ameen. Alhamdulillah, 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us and blessed us with the gift of completing the month of Ramadan and following the month of Ramadan with the day of Eid, where we glorify Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, where we thank Him for His guidance, and we thank Him for the ease that He has given us subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we come together as families and communities expressing this joy in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, giving us the tawfiq to finish the month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this not be the last Ramadan that we experience. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always through His generosity and grace 
makes us people of increase, increase in every good. He is the most generous and the most merciful. I wanted to uh, primarily focus on keeping up the good things that we have uh, made habits in the month of Ramadan. But in addition to that, there is a primary focus. There is a greater goal beyond all of that that allows us to keep going. Imam al-Ghazali has a beautiful analogy that he teaches us about our path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, imagine a generous sovereign, a generous king. And anyone who comes to the king is given whatever they seek. They want gold, the king gives them gold. They want land, the king gives them land. Uh, and to Allah belongs the highest similitude. But this is something that helps us understand. And everyone in the court of the king is given whatever they ask. And then there is someone who remains. And the king asks this person, what is it that you want? Do you want gold? Do you want land? Do you want uh, uh, wealth? Do you want, what is it that you want? And that person says to the king, I want you. Imam al-Ghazali says, what has this person in actuality received compared to the others? When the person says, I want you, I want your love. I want your nearness. I want your good favor. The king then will give that person more than what the others have received. This is a, an analogy for our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That in the month of Ramadan, we have Laylatul Qadr. And the last day of Ramadan or the day of Eid is known in the heavens as Yawmul Ghana'im or Yawmul Ja'iza rather. Yawmul Ja'iza as has come in a hadith. That the day of Eid is the day of the prize. When those who have put forth an effort and fasted and prayed and recited the Qur'an and exerted themselves, uh, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them a prize. And that prize is something beyond what you can possibly imagine. What keeps us going beyond Ramadan and what should continue to fuel us in our obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not whether a particular night has, is worth a thousand months or this particular act of worship is worth this much reward, but it should be this commitment to loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of obedience, deserving of devotion, deserving of being remembered Jalla Jalalu in every moment. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give at any time more than what He gives on Laylatul Qadr, but Laylatul Qadr is absolutely special. There's no doubt about that. But what we're recognizing is that outside of the month of Ramadan, the greatest thing that you can continue to seek is nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not something that uh, should deflate our determination. But rather, we continue and say, Ya Allah, I want you. 
I don't necessarily just want, but I want what you promised your righteous servants on Laylatul Qadr. Absolutely. But I also want you, first and foremost. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you what no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and has never crossed the human imagination. So in this month of Shawwal after Ramadan, when naturally we feel a little bit slower, the level of consciousness of the community changes. And that's part of the khususiyah, the special nature of Ramadan. But every single one of us should have a particular portion of what we did in the month of Ramadan that we consistently keep. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the purpose of Ramadan, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That the fasting was so that you can grow in taqwa. And we can keep some extra prayers at night. We were praying 20 rak'ahs, whatever you were praying, 8 rak'ahs, 20 rak'ahs, 4 rak'ahs, whatever you were doing, it's more than you normally would have done. You can keep up some portion of that outside of Ramadan. We are reciting however much Qur'an you are reciting every night. Keep up a portion of that outside of Ramadan. The fasting, alhamdulillah, as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam promised us and informed us of that whoever fasts six days of shawwal, it is as if they have fasted the entire year. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of His generosity and making things easy for us has multiplied good deeds by 10. So we fasted an entire month. It's as if you fasted 10 months. Who can fast 10 months? That's a lot of work. But it's as if you fasted 10 months. If you add six more days of shawwal, those are multiplied and become 60 days, which is two months, which becomes 12 months the whole year. That you eat the vast majority of the days. However, I'm not going to do the math. 320 days or something like that. And the rest of it, you fast it, and it's as if you fasted all of the days. Out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity. So we have to have a plan as we leave the month of Ramadan. Oh Allah, I can spend five minutes every night reciting Qur'an. Maybe in Ramadan I spent 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Uh, maybe I'm not able to keep that up, but I am able to keep up something. And I am going to keep that door open to your nearness and to your reward and to your mercy. And if you recite Qur'an every night, even if it's just a few minutes, the angels will record you as someone who re recited the Qur'an every day. You don't have to do this massive khatam and wear yourself out and then the rest of the year you're just kind of, I'll wait till next Ramadan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed us, The most beloved of actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that are most consistent, even if they're few, even if they're small. So if you can fast three days a month for uh, the upcoming year, uh, that's wonderful. If you can do Mondays and Thursdays, even better. But whatever it is that you can sustainably do, do that. If you can do one day a month, it's better than nothing. Someone might say, one day a month, that's nothing. How many months go by when we didn't fast? I'm speaking of myself. How many? And you can over, overlook it. One day is nothing. Well, it's more than zero. If you, if you think about it that way, and if you can do three or you can do twice a week, that's a great good. 
whatever Qur'an you can recite, if you are reciting 10 or 20 pages a day in Ramadan, if you can keep up a half or a quarter of that even, whatever you can sustainably hold on to. Your prayer after Salatul Isha, you know, the Sunnah after Salatul Isha, if you can do two extra Sunnah between that and Witr, that's Qiyam Al-Layl. If you can get up five minutes, we were getting up for suhoor and eating and drinking and everything, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes, nobody, nobody thought of it as a big deal because we all wanted to, you know, get some fluids and get ready for the day ahead. Five minutes. Wake up five minutes and just do istighfar. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever can do tahajjud even as long as it takes to milk a sheep, which is just a few minutes, two, three minutes, even a short amount of time, there's a great good in that. Whatever you can sustainably do. Because really, outside of the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us what we're capable of by His generosity and mercy in the month of Ramadan. So we have to sustain that beyond the month of Ramadan. And we have to say, Ya Allah, I might not be able to do everything. I know my own weakness. I know my own shortcomings. And even between the end of Ramadan and now, so many mistakes have been made. Ya Allah, I seek your mercy. But I'm always going to remain committed. And I'm going to try to have a system and a plan that I stick to. The difference between disciplined people and undisciplined people is not that disciplined people have some superpower where they're able to just put all of their temptations and laziness and different things at bay. They have a system that they stick to. One person, he said, I clean my car every time I leave my car because I'm messy. I just have a system because I know myself. If I let things go, I'm not going to do it. But when I force myself to have a system, someone might say, I'm going to pray and force myself and make sure that I uh, complete these particular acts of devotion every day, even if they might be heavy on my nafs. And that's the only way eventually, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, it becomes sweet. And then you yearn for it at a particular level. As one of the salihin said, I tasted the bitterness of Qiyam al-Layl for 20 years and then I tasted its sweetness for another 20. And if you think 20 years, you can keep up with that for 20 years. He had a system. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on him. He had a system. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that sweetness. So we have to have that goal ultimately that helps us keep going outside of the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who successfully came out of Ramadan having taken something of it with us. Bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Wallahu yaqulu wa qawluhu al-haqqu al-mubin wa idha qur'i al-qur'anu fastami'u lahu wa ansitu la'allakum turhamun wa qala tabaraka wa ta'ala فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد يسرنا القرآن للذكر فهل من مدكر الله سبحانه وتعالى says in the Quran a reminder for myself and for all of us as we leave the month of Ramadan we have made it easy to learn lessons from the Qur'an. So will anyone take heed? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the Qur'an, the uncreated, pre-eternal speech of the divine, 
that if it was revealed atop a mountain, the mountain would crumble. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for us to recite it. That this is something extremely uh, uh, exalted and immense. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I've made it so easy for you. And the lessons are so easy to learn. If you just look at the stories of the prophets from the Quran, there's so much we can learn from that. And we're not fuqaha and we don't extract the rulings, but the lessons of tadabbur are very easy to learn. So will anyone take heed? And as the Messenger of Allah وسلم, Allah says in the Quran that uh, my, my community, they abandon this Quran. Let's not be of those people who outside of Ramadan abandon the Quran. Whatever little we can take with us. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Quran al Azim. ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزه وعذابه الأليم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness indeed he is forgiving and merciful إن الحمد لله حمدا يليق بجلال وجهه وعظيم سلطانه ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله uh, إن شاء الله this will be my uh, last khutbah today uh, as the chaplain here at the University of Toronto and I wanted to remind myself and all of you of what we could call parting advice uh, and that is that the Prophet وسلم, he said to his companions whoever of you lives on whoever of you lives a long life they will see a lot of differences they will see a lot of differences and some of the ulama they said that this piece of advice it was specifically to the Sahaba, but it also can be understood generally. Whoever lives in the world is going to see a lot of differences, a lot of changes. And I'm already starting to get there. Oh, you know, in the 80s, kids were like this, and our life was so different. You start to see the world is changing. And especially towards the end of time, that change begins to accelerate. And not necessarily towards that which is more positive. But then the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, so hold on to the guidance that I have come with and the guidance of the rightly guided khulafa. And then he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, bite onto it with your molars. Bite onto it with your back teeth. In other words, bite onto it with the strongest part of your mouth so that even if someone is tugging, you never let go. And my parting advice, and this is a timeless advice for myself and all of, all of you, my beloved community, the people that, alhamdulillah, I've had the, the privilege of serving for the last seven years, my advice to all of you is hold on to the way of the Prophet And we all have to know the treasure, the gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us in our Prophet Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi and that this pure sharia al mutahara this beautiful sharia, it is above and beyond the ideologies of the times, the isms, 
and the differences and the name calling and all of these different movements that come and go. One day a person's a hero, the next day they're a villain. All of the changing vicissitudes of time. One of the things that we know for certain will always benefit us. Fil akhirah for sure, but fil dunya wal akhirah is the guidance and the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hold onto it, bite onto it with all of your strength. <coughs> bite onto it with your molars. And as times come, Allahu a'lam, we don't know when the end of time is and all that. But as time goes on, maybe some of us will even see the Dajjal. Maybe some of us will see the Antichrist. Allahu a'lam. We're not getting into unseen things, but we know that that will happen at an appointed time. And we know that people will be in mass confusion. And if we're really honest, there's a lot of confusion right now. That we need to hold on to the way of the Prophet That the Prophet the truthful, the trustworthy he told us that if the Dajjal comes to you and he says that this is paradise and this is the fire, you make him throw you into the fire. And that will be paradise. And if a person accepts and says they want to go into his paradise, in reality it will be the fire. We know from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that when he tells us something, even if it is before our very eyes and our senses can be uh, uh, deluded, that we are going to trust his word over what appears before our very eyes. That he knows more than we know, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as the man who comes out of Medina, and this is just a general reminder, I'm not trying to focus specifically on the Dajjal, but this is a, this is a reminder about holding on to the way of the Prophet Muhammad That there will be an earthquake in Medina and people will run out of Medina and the Dajjal will be on the outskirts of the city. And there will come a, a young man and the Dajjal will say to this man, do you believe that I'm God? And he says, no, I don't believe that you're God. And then the Dajjal will cut him in half from his head to his legs. And then he will ride a horse between him. He will split him, you know, this side and that side. And then he will bring him back together and he say, come back to life. And he'll come back to life by Allah's will. And the man will say to him, he will say to the man, do you now believe that I am God? And the young man says, now I am even more certain that you are the Dajjal that the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ told us about. And then he will try to strike this young man's neck and he will not be able to harm him after that. And then even the followers of the Dajjal will start to doubt him. Oh, there's something not right. He can't be God. He can't even, he can't even take out this young man. But that Iman is rooted in the love and the following of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We should study his seerah. We should study his akhlaq. We should study the way that he dealt with people, the way that he understood the world, the way that he guided us. And when we do that, we will be in the protective, the protective fortress of La ilaha illallah. Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhala hisni, wa man dakhala hisni amina min adabi. Aw kama qal. In a hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the tongue of the Prophet that La ilaha illallah is my fortress. And whoever enters my fortress is protected from my punishment. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all thabat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of you and your families and your parents and your loved ones and all those uh, whom you care for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to bless this community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you all brothers and sisters who look out for one another and care for one another and have mercy and love and compassion for one another. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. And I'd like to ask you all in this uh, public setting that you forgive me for my many shortcomings. There, there are too many to, to enumerate, but we'll just uh, ask you all for your, uh, you are generous people to forgive me. Jazakum <laughs> اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا محتاجا إلا أعطيت يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen, that you grant us steadfastness. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you look upon us with mercy. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you grant us the love of you and the love of your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alaihi and the love of all the things that you love. Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen, Wa Ya Akram Al-Akrameen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless all of us and you protect us from the tribulations of the time and the tribulations outwardly and inwardly. Ya Arham Ar-Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, on this blessed day of Jum'ah and this blessed God, that you bring alleviation and relief for the Muslims all over the world, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you rectify the affairs of the Muslims, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you make us of people who are guided and a means of guidance for others, Ya Akram al Akrameen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you show every single one of us the truth and the beauty of this deen, Ya Akram al Akrameen, wa Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you make each and every one of us gathered under the banner of praise, Liwa al with our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we ask you, Ya Allah, as you have gathered us in these gatherings of goodness, and some of us do not see each other except when we are praying and bowing before you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you gather us at the hawl, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. You gather us at the basin of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that we all drink from that basin and all the men drink from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and from Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib and Al-Hasan and Al-Husayn and all of the women drink from a Sayyida Fatima and her sisters and Ummahat Al-Mu'mineen and we ask you Allah that just as you've gathered us here that you gather us in the highest levels of paradise that we are brothers and sisters who all the enmity has been removed from our hearts 
and we are in that state of nearness to you and that state of bliss and joy. Ya Akram al Akramin wa Ya Arham al Rahimin. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you forgive us our sins and our parents and our loved ones and the entire Ummah, Ya Akram al Akramin. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ibad Allah, inna Allah amara bi thalathin wa naha an thalath. Inna Allah yamuru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita idil qurba. وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر أقم الصلاة